it's so incredible to get there at the, the last chapter, the last sentence. What my grandpa taught me and my dad and my older brother and my cousins, you know, we all find the positive perspective. 9 p.m. I got a call and had to go out and help my dad and it was pouring rain and, you know, just taking care of people. I drove home uh, to Maine for my grandmother and my grandfather. You know, they were able to pass in their own bed. Got a room full of loved ones watching your every move. People losing people, you know. The Undertaker, you know. You got the gold. So on these 10 songs about 10 individual experiences, it's about helping people, you know, through the worst days of their lives. Nothing comes close at all to the closeness that I've had with people. And it was, in, it was found in silence. Welcome to Weed Buds Radio. I'm your host, Rye, in the studio with Matt Perry as always. Thanks, Matt. Check one, two. Ooh, my monitors are hot over here. <laughs> okay. I hope you're enjoying the FX sounds back there, right? I'm sorry. I was in a Zen garden. Exactly where I want you to exist is in this beautiful Zen garden back here that we've created. It's a little dark episode today. It is. This is a really unique episode. It's definitely something that I wouldn't normally release. It's it's very personal to me, but at the same time, it's very personal to our guest. And I am so honored that Jesse Littleton, he's been on the show before. He is the director of marketing for Ancient Roots in Ohio, but he has this other life that people don't necessarily know about maybe two extra lives. He's a rock star, literally. In, In every sense of the term, he is a rock star. But he's also the Undertaker's kid. And that is a really unique aspect of his life that he gets to share with us today. Or I should say, we get to be a part of. Right. And so he joins us, and you'll hear more about the influence that Jesse has played in my life and why this is so special to me. So I really hope that everybody enjoys this and really follows Jesse Littleton and the album release, The Undertaker's Kid. Thank you, Rod. That was a great, uh, great introduction. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, just taking it one day at a time, and like we all do. I'm really excited to catch up with you because you've got a lot that's shaking and baking. I do, man. And I got to tell you too, my crew, they those guys love meeting you out there at uh, BizCon and checking you out up there. So it's kind of cool to uh, expand the network. But I just want to let you know they really, really enjoyed meeting you and some of the Weed Buds crew. I appreciate that. I mean, what an amazing team, because you, from the get-go, have told me about all of your team members and a little bit about their backgrounds and how special it is that you guys kind of found each other to create this business. When we were at MJ BizCon, speaking to the three of them, like, it's it's one thing, you know, when your director of marketing says, oh, we've got the best team and, and we love each other and it's a family. <laughs> But when you have three other members that are like, this 
this is the best. Like we love each other. We support each other. We empower each other. The culture of ancient roots is something that's not only special, but something you all must be super proud of. Yeah, we are, man. And I appreciate you saying that. It's huge. And it's something we work at. You know what I mean? Just like anything, it's, it's, it's turning kind of all these friends that are now becoming family, but business associates and colleagues. And it's just, it's just becoming our life. You know, you end up, if you're in this industry and a lot of people can relate, you spend about 80% of your time with the people you're working with. I mean, it's just that feverish of a workload, I think, for anybody, whether you're in cultivation, whether you're in processing, um, and obviously the dispensary life. So, right. um, no, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, we're, we're really pumped and excited with everything that's going on with Ancient Roots. But yeah, that's kind of one of the things that's shaking and baking and got some music stuff coming up. So yeah, there's a lot going on. So tell us about some of the music stuff, because we've learned about Ancient Roots a few times now, and obviously we follow very closely. But I think something that our audience would be very intrigued in is your story of a passion project that you've been working on for a while now, and it's now it's time. It's go time. Yeah, it is, man. And what's funny, I think this may be uh, probably the first time that being interviewed about it. You know, I mean, truly, I mean, I, we kind of did some stuff for a documentary, but yeah. Um, but no, we're working on a record that I recorded a few months ago uh, with a guy, producer named Dave Bassett, who did my first record, which we might have mentioned in the last interview, Full Moon Cigarette. Um, but it's an all-piano record. I grew up in the funeral business. Dave and I have been talking about making this record since we've met, you know, which is almost, oh my gosh, I mean, gosh, over 15 years ago about. And, um, and so the idea was to make this record sort of based on these 10 songs about 10 individual experiences that I've had and what it's like to grow up in the funeral business. So each song, you know, I spent a year and a half just writing on that topic and marinating, you know, and that, that idea and really going through how it's affected me um, to find that it's affected me so much that, you know, I needed to make a whole record about it. But that's getting ready to drop and we couldn't be more excited and it's going to get to happen kind of on a bigger level. Um, you know, with uh, Hans Zimmer and this guy, Russell Emanuel, um, that work with Dave Bassett um, and Steve Lindsay at Kingmaker Records. Uh, Hans Zimmer and Russell's things called Extreme Music, and they're out of Cali, and they were just the ones putting stuff in HBO and movies here and this and that. So um, they're getting ready to go do their thing, and yeah, right. I couldn't be more pumped, obviously. <laughs> well... I have to tell you, and I know you and I have the privilege of speaking fairly regularly, and in this album, it hits, it hit me, obviously, in a, in a very special and kind of in-your-face way. If, if you remember, I came to visit you right after you started recording, and we were talking, and you played a mini documentary of just the process and the album and some of your partners, and it happened to come in a very pivotal time of my life, um, having just lost my, my mom's mother and dealing with end-of-life care for my dad's father. And while I was in Ohio, I was actually supposed to leave that Sunday for a cruise and hadn't taken a lot of time off in, in the year or two prior. And it was something that I was really looking forward to with, with some of my friends. And you and I hung out on a Friday and you played that 
for me and you played some of the album and I knew immediately you you knew that I knew immediately and you know watching it it just it hit me and it made me realize that there are so many more important things than a cruise and I, I left your place and it was about an hour 20 or so back to my residence in Ohio and I packed up in about a half hour and instead of driving to the airport I drove home uh, to Maine and you know about 16 and a half hours later I was able to be home and uh, spend what was going to be the last few days of his life with him uh, and the other members of my family and you know after you and I talked I had you know I talked to my parents and, and my sister and it seemed for all intents and purposes that things could take a while uh, to progress and it's it's everybody was encouraging me to to go on this trip and to go on this cruise uh but right. your your album and I, I know that you don't personally take credit for it but the influence of an album and a story and a message like this already you know it, it hasn't even launched yet and it has made such an impact on my life that i can't stop talking about it and so i i really appreciate <laughs> seriously i really appreciate you uh, kind of breaking this news if you will with us uh on weed buds radio yeah, sure. um but sharing sharing kind of your journey with me and, and kind of being able to share my my canapreneur journey with you has been uh, been really special because if you remember uh you were my third episode ever in podcast yeah. recording yes yeah, top three that's right so tell us a little that you got the broad well you i think you got the gold uh because this is now <laughs> our third episode together Oh, see, there we go. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's something really special about where you recorded this album. Yeah, so um, a lot of it, you know, I, I obviously wrote it actually in the home that I grew up in, which is our creative studio in Sabina, Ohio. And I always say that that's in the Bermuda Triangle of Columbus, Dayton, and Cincy. Uh, but that's where the funeral home I grew up in is across the street. And so, yeah, a lot of the writing started there. And then we ended up recording at Sunset Sound out in Los Angeles. Um, I was lucky enough to do my first record there with Dave Bassett and a couple guys from Beck's band. Um, and that was kind of our big release. And then all these years later to be back there um, and to be doing this again with Dave. Um, you know, we had uh, Davey Farragher, who's Elvis Costello's bass player. Um, Bernie Dressel, who's uh, Brian Sester's drummer. I mean, and they play with everybody else and are on all these other records. Um and it was just this this uh, all-star cast of people. And so I, what I did is prepare for about a year and a half, writing, wrote 23 songs, got them down to 10, took them to L.A., knocked the whole record out in about two days. Um, you know, and, and uh, yeah, we just... How is that possible? It, that's like, two days? Well, just... Well, it's kind of like if you're touring and, and you who love, like, comedians and people, they, they spend time... Um, like they they record their specials at the end of their tour you know sure. that kind of thing so i just prepared for it as if i was you know working and 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 knowing that i'm gonna have to go in and perform these songs uh damn near perfect you know so and you put a so lot of work in that year and a half was like that was a true year and a half of of really oh, finalizing yeah, sure. this art yeah, and, and even the performance and how fast a song should be. I mean, there's just so many things that go into it, especially when you're doing it sort of 
all at once like that and you got other people that you're just going to collide and you know the times the days that we collided were those two days and that's how the record was made and um it's incredible what came out but they, it's the same room where they did prince's purple rain uh guns and roses the door zeppelin a lot of the other people have recorded this studio so it's just got this thing and it's kind of my home studio you know is where i did my last big one um and honestly i'd probably go out there and do it again there's just something about it you know it's it's really nice uh but yeah so we've got an all-star cast all-star studio experience and uh man i i just i can't be excited couldn't be more excited man if you don't mind kind of telling us a little bit about where the inspiration for these songs came from because the title of the album is the undertaker's kid correct yes it, so tell us a little yeah. bit what it's like i mean truly growing up as the undertaker's kid man it's you know it's a question that when i was doing my radio stuff back in the day they were really interested in knowing that you know six feet under had come out and it sort of allowed people to have that conversation and you know that time um but man it's it's you know when i when you ask me um it's very enlightening you know is one of the biggest things that come to mind because it's so fragile you know and uh and it's something i still do in my life just a few days ago you know i was doing that picking up bodies and uh, people's loved ones and um but man i tell you it's just made me realize how fragile it all is and uh it's made me drink up every moment you know i've experienced some health issues and kind of brushed up against it a couple times myself that but um it's a part of what we are and i and i think we spend a lot of time forgetting that that part's coming and i think it's it is important to talk about it because um, I've seen what it's done in my life, you know, and, and it's really made me and my family and uh, brother and sisters. It's just we're very uh, we live our lives. You know, we, we know that this this is quick, um, you know, and yeah, I'm sure a little PTSD might come with it. You know, it's, sure. it's not every day that you pick up, you know, bodies and it's this adrenaline filled experience. But man, it's just it's kind of a code we've always lived by you know our family's been in the funeral business since 1905 and it's just about helping people you know through the worst days of their lives um so that can't not not affect you i was just gonna say does it does it make you jaded in any way does it how does it impact like you and your psyche i think i mean i think you know the super honest answer is that you end up being a little bit tapped for the people closest to you sometimes you know um because you're giving so much to others you know on the daily really um so it's hard it's hard when you get home to sort of deploy that same patience and positivity and light you know when you when you get home after you know having a few week run of of just people losing people you know um because that's kind of how it is there'll be a lot of people all at once or you know not and then there might be a week or something we get a little bit more of a break but it's just ongoing man um so yeah it's it's definitely uh it can wear you out but it can lift you up so it's just like anything you know you can find the positive perspective in it or the the negative but it being a part of your life daily and, and our livelihood and, and what we've been doing for over 100 years it's i the best word is the code you know it's it's because it happens any day any time you know the other night at 9 p.m i got a call and had to go out and of my dad and it's pouring rain and you know just taking care of people so you can't even imagine <laughs> like, and, what it's and, like 
and with grace, right? I mean, you have to be so empathetic in in that moment. You know, I'm thinking, you know, to you know the the two experiences that I had last year. You know, my first real experience in, in real loss. I was very young, and and that was hard. But you know, dealing with you know two such important people of my life in one year. You know, I I can think of those moments, those last moments in their own house, and and I was so lucky, and they were so lucky and the families were lucky that you know this this for my grandmother and my grandfather you know they were able to pass in their own beds and that was so special and i just i remember the the undertaker you know taking such amazing care and respect and brought so much dignity to a process that was, I mean, I can't even imagine the pressure when, you know, you've got a room full of loved ones watching watching your every move. I mean, does that ever does that ever get to you at all? Yeah, that's and that's the moment. You know, that's the moment that I think that you walk into because you actually feel it, you know, um, and you because you're coming from outside, you know, wherever you are, whether it's the hospital or nursing home or someone's home or a scene of an accident, you know, there's a lot of different things, but you absolutely feel it and it affects you. But I think that that's the moment where, you know, you, you're at your best, you know, they need someone to be at their best at that time. Um, right. the, the word, the undertaker, you know, it's, it's just an interesting thing. It's like who, who long time ago, I was like, who's going to take care of that? You know, it's, it's a, it's a very fragile process, you know, um, having a body, you know, and, um, but man, yeah, it's, it's the most intense thing and it happens different every time, but in a lot of times it's the last time that those people will be in that house. So I think about that. And, and to me, I just think about the honor that it is to be there at the end of their story. I think we all have a narrative. I know I have one, you know, I can't tell you who's going to be there at the end by me or around me, if anyone, you know, or where I'll right. be in the world, you know, when that happens, but it's so incredible to get there at the, the last, chapter the last sentence you know and and to be there just make sure that that part is just really the way it should be for people is what my grandpa taught me and my dad and my older brother um and my cousins you know we all we've all it's not it's we're all a part of it man it's just it's weird and i haven't given it this much thought you know until i really took on this record so it's, it's kind of interesting to go back through it all you know I mean, it had to have been a journey for you. You know, did you know that this was the album that you wanted to produce? Yeah, I think so. I mean, when I started it, you know, there were some different times where I had I had actually wrote on a couple pages all the, the, the people's loved ones that I picked up that I could remember or bodies that I had picked up. Um, and that was a long list, you know. I mean, we're talking a couple pages of just small writing and a long list of that I could remember. And uh, so that was that was kind of a way to sort of tap into that those memories because a lot of the times you do set them aside, um, you put them somewhere. I'm not sure where they go, but I definitely don't forget any of them most of the time, um, just because they're all so special. But um, yeah, man, it's it, there wasn't any any certain approach except try to if I was to tell someone about this, like in this setting. I mean, instead of me rambling and doing what I do, tell it best through the album. The album says it all. So that was my goal was to, to get past the talky talk, you know, get past the the first impressions of it and really feel, the, feel how I felt about it and how it's affected me 
and how I've seen it affect people um, that I love and just how it affects me in my in my marriage and my my work life. I mean, it, in my friendships, I mean, it, it's all the way through. So it was just this big undertaking of uh, songwriting. Really, right. it was a, it was a challenge. You know, it was like, wow, how do we put all that into ten songs? It, but, but it was twenty three, so right. there was a lot of other conversations. We got it on ten, but um, but I think that they're the conversations that I wanted people to hear from me. You know, and and that really give my best impression of uh, how it's affected me. You know, and that's my favorite thing to do is. You know, if I like my last any last record, I could die after that. It's like, oh, I got right. that out of me. This one being conceptual was weird, man. It was like I haven't done something so specific, and but that was the challenge: is to get specific. And it, uh, man, it took it took me on a ride. And, and I think it, I think I've uncovered a lot of things within myself, but I've also uncovered a narrative that I'm seeing that's affecting other people, like you're mentioning. You know, and and you losing your family, you know, members, and and, and going through that. It's you know, we all do that. And I think what this record does is just sort of remind us. And I, I, I guess if it does anything, I hope it it does that, maybe. You know, just remind everyone just how radical and beautiful and hardcore this all is, man. It's, it's, a, it's a weird space. It's a tragic space, but it can also be, like, triumphant and glory. And right. It's got it all, man. It's such a range range of emotion. When I listen to this album, you know, I feel I feel connected one to you, but I also feel connected to the individuals in the story. It's something that in some capacity, when I think about it, and I think about these stories, they're in your head. They're in your head every day. You know, this is, does an album like this is it is it almost therapeutic yeah i think so it is every time i mean if you approach you know you can write songs here and there but like when you're really attacking a project you know it's like building a house you know you got to be prepared and i knew what it was going to take it wasn't like i was going to write this in a week right. you know so I, I didn't put any timeline on it but yeah man it, it'll It'll take a lot out of you. I see you, and and I mean, you have such a a big personality, but you're also so humble and so empathetic that I can I can only imagine, you know, what's you know what's going through your head, and you know, to me in a way, you know, to watch you, you know, to really watch the way in the documentary you will be releasing when the album releases, you can see passionate. And I, I just, I feel this, this presence coming out of you and, and, you know, watching it, I'm like, man, you know, he is leaving it all out there for the audience. And it's just, it it's, has to be something that's an emotional roller coaster. I mean, it's sobering, you know, I mean, that's, that's a good word for it. Like when you, when you brush up against, you know, whether it's picking up a body or you lose somebody in your family, it's how it is. And, and it was very therapeutic, but it was also hard. And but man, yeah, I think it just, gosh, I, I don't know. I just need it every day. You know, I right. need the reminder. And I think they're the most real experiences I've ever had. And it's like, you and I've had some great conversations, you know, even outside of this and, and just with people deep, deep in my life, but nothing, nothing comes close at all to the closeness that I've had with people. And it was, in, it was found in silence. And it was right. found in screaming and horror and tears or, you know, respect and humor and laughter. But it was about, yeah, just those those little moments like um, and I and I get to experience those. You know, I did just a, a couple nights ago and, and, and my dad and, and, you know, everybody that's 
more involved even than I am. Uh, it's just you can't even imagine, you know. But you, but they do it great. So you mentioned your dad, and there's something that again, this made I think this made me cry initially was watching on Facebook some videos of you and your dad playing together, but then realizing that you had a song that he played the piano on how special to to have him and be able to do that yeah one of the, the cool things is we set up a rig in the second floor of the funeral home where we got this big old hammond b3 organ and then uh i brought all the tracks you know from la back and then um set it up and dad could rip on that uh hammond b3 and he ended up playing on it man and it's just I mean, to have things like that and to have my dad's name along with mine, obviously, but on a record of just these killers, because a lot of my dad's journey, my dad was a phenomenal uh, piano player, plays the drums great, you know, but even to this day, just rips on piano and writes his own stuff, you know, not so many songs uh, so much, but he can sing a little bit. And then, uh, but just these amazing piano compositions that are just intense and totally where my style comes from. You know, when people wonder like, oh, it's my dad, you know, it's like heavy left hand, wide fingering, like <laughs> it's, it's it's my dad through and through, man. So to have him on there, it's just incredible, especially because, you know, his life was sacrificing, not only for us and our family, but the community, but his dreams, you know, I'm sure yeah. some rock and roll that could definitely been there with his skill set and um, him and my mom both, but you know, they, you know, they chose this path. So just for all those reasons, man, it's just so great. And uh, yeah, we just love music, you know, grew up with it. And We've talked about it before, but I don't know that we have on Weed Buds Radio. The whole family is really involved with this album and, and, and generationally. But Granville Fisher, yeah, I had a uh, fifth generation ago grandfather named Granville Fisher Littleton, you know, that started off this. Um, and then when I was a kid, um, you know, my great aunt Betty, we were down in Florida, who'd only met maybe once or twice. But the first time she said, the only one in your, our family with a cowlick like that, and a cowlick for people listening is kind of like Dennis the Menace, <laughs> you know, you got the big blonde swoop there um, in the front of your head. And, uh, is your great, 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 great grandfather, and I thought she said Grand Bell Fisher, three words, G-R-A-N, one word, B-E-L, one word, Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R. What ended up being Granville Fisher Littleton, like Granville, one word, Fisher. Years later, after I already released a major label release and, you know, didn't look too far back into it, you know, just thought that's what it was. And then, uh, but no, so there's there's a fun synergy. And, the, and then the music became the music. And that's what I wanted all along. I'm, I'm Jesse Littleton, but I I wanted to be able to go do that and play that part and, and you know, take on really that energy that, I, that it takes to do what that is. And, uh, yeah, it's Graham Bell Fisher. So. I love the, the whole concept of, you know, Graham Bell Fisher and, you know, what, what it meant to you and then to kind of have that, you know, fun turn of events. But, I mean, it goes to show that a kid's mind is is brilliant, right? I mean, you know, what you've been able to put together <laughs> since being a child, uh, you know, all of this, everything's just a collection of our experiences. And, and you and I talk about that all the time. But to sure. really see how, you know, just your entire family is is supportive and it's special because you know my, my cousin and I were speaking about some of the projects that that we work on and you know what would those projects mean if our parents didn't support us and and not only do your parents support oh, yeah. you but it's it's also kind of a part of them and I think that's really special 
It is, man. And it was a big responsibility. And, you know, that's why, you know, I'm not 38 now. You know, I'm not 26, you know, releasing Full Moon Cigarette, which was one of my first big ones. And I've had a couple records in between. This is just, I, I had to come at it confident. I had to come at it world class. And, and because that's the way that my parents did it. You know, this wasn't something that was just going to happen in the flash of a pen. So, yeah, I, I came forward with a lot of respect and honor, you know, which was important to me because I just didn't want it to be, oh, it's the dead person record or it's this. It's no, this is this has to be as done as well as we do it every day, you know, with people in our community and and just uh, and I think, you know, we did the same thing with this record and think it's going to translate, man. Or I, I hope it does. You know, I hope it at least reaches a few people. So. I, I know people are going to be sharing this as much as they can when it's released. Speaking of which, do you have an estimated release date? Yeah, I think it's going to be sometime here in February. So it could be the end of the month, and I would say early March. But yeah, it's definitely happening in a few weeks, which is just bonkers. That's incredible. And yeah. where will where will we, we be able to find it? You can definitely find it. It should be streaming on all platforms. You know, I'm going to find out a little bit more. Um, these guys have a little more international reach, too. But I would imagine on the iTunes, Spotify's of the world and uh, Amazon, you know, all of it. Awesome. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely add a link to your Instagram page, and then people can follow you. And when when that gets released, be sure be sure to check it out and to share it with everybody you know. This is an album, and, and Dave says it best in the documentary. This is an album that needs to be heard, and it is performed by an individual that absolutely needs to be heard again really you know this there you know a yeah. large number of us we may have heard you before and, and not even know it sure sure and, and, I, and i just think it's time you know there's times when i'm ready to i get confident enough to say all right i got something to tell you you know and, and i feel like that's now in my seasoning you know as a musician it's just i'm feeling good man life's great i love it uh even going through, you know, thinking about this and, uh, you know, thinking about uh, that day in particular. I mean, I don't, yeah. That Friday, man, I'll tell you, I'll never forget it. <laughs> well, that's good, man. It, it can be like that. It's, you know, and, and then I think it's it, every moment, you know, is an opportunity to just, for anybody, you just got to choose love and you got to choose patience and, and just know that every time somebody walks out the door, tell them you love them, definitely it's a, uh, it's a jungle out there, man. So act accordingly, you know? I think we could all use a little bit more empathy at the end of the day. I think we'd all be a little better off. Oh, certainly. Yeah, we get so wrapped up. And it, but we, it's sort of like in those moments where there's like, oh, a car is on top of somebody. We had to help the person and lift it off. You know, you see, you see these heroic things come out of people. But we have to put on that sort of cape each time that we go out to sort of do that with people and for people and um, you feel it all the time and you feel that camaraderie and that connection to realize wow rich or poor you know no matter what way you lift your life it's all you know there is there is that moment you know where we all go down we crumble you know we vanish we move on we die and uh to see it and live it and be around it um makes me feel more alive than ever. So. That's so special. Thank you so much for, you know, not just sharing the the album and, you know, some of the, you know, kind of pre-release information, but to kind of give us a, a deep dive into the man behind it. Because when people 
listen to the music and then they're able to have that kind of personal connection with you it just makes everything hit the heart you know so i really encourage everybody to to go follow jesse and graham bell fisher and when this album is released you're gonna want to share it with with everybody you know and when you're done listening to it you're gonna want to hug and just love on everybody in your life and you know it's it's something that uh you know i i hope everybody really listens to it and, and carves out the time to just let it fall on their ears because i think the album itself is a little eye-opening i know that i talk about it a lot i i was selling you to the gentleman working on my vehicle a couple weeks ago. It was, it was, the CD was in the car and driven it in and dropped it off. And I was waiting in, in the uh, waiting room at the dealership. When I went to go pick up my car, I went out and the key was in the cup holder and the mechanic was there. He said, Hey, when I pulled your car in, I heard the album that was playing in your vehicle. And so I, I turned it up and I listened to it while I worked on your car. He said, man, this is the first time I've ever worked on a car. And uh, it just started crying. He's like, that that really hit me. And so I, I told him where he could find you, where he could connect with you and, and know that, that that album was coming. It was an incredible experience. And so I wanted to share that with you uh, because I think that you're probably going to hear a lot of stories similar to that of just the unassuming bystander that, you know, this album, you know, falls on their ears and uh, you can't help but get hooked. Well, I appreciate it, man. That that means everything, you know, especially the songwriter and when you kind of put it all into it. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see how people feel about it and uh, how I feel about it. So. For a type A person like me, it's hard to to feel like there's you know higher powers that are influencing decision making in any way. But here I am in Ohio, all alone, and I just it, it hits me. You know, my life is impacted through cannabis, and you know my life changes for all intents and purposes. And I kind of go on this journey exploring cannabis, which when I first started, I was very nervous and decided to put it together in, in this podcast format, which, you know, you've seen kind of all three, you know, versions of the podcast leading up to Weed Buds Radio, where we are today. I go and I do my, my first setup. I was so nervous and going in and, and meeting with Buckeye Botanicals, I remember. And yep. everybody there told me, oh man, you, you have to meet Jesse. Your personalities uh, mesh. He's somebody that, that you have to know. And I show up and, and you were, you know, so gracious to let me in. You know, I, at that point in time, you know, I was just launching, didn't have a real big following. And, you know, you're you're working on your album and you're helping start up this cannabis cultivation. You know, you're busy and you let me in. I, you know, never forget that first day of showing up and immediately going in for the hug. And, you know, we, we played around with the audio. You helped me work out some kinks. But then our friendship kind of, I mean, I think, I think that's when we came up with like the hashtag buds for life. Oh yeah, I love it, man. No, it was it was awesome to meet you. It was so funny. I remember Buckeye Botanicals, Brad being like, Oh, you gotta meet this guy Rye too and it was like, Oh, cool. I'm glad to connect with you, man, and and I appreciate obviously, you know, you taking the time to listen to the tunes and taking the time to talk to me today, man. 
I'm feeling an interesting duality about this episode because I'm excited for Jesse's album, and I'm also just generally sad about, you know, death. It's hard. It's a really hard topic to talk about and to discuss, and that is something that has always attracted me to Jesse. From the right. first day that I met him, everything is is raw. Right. It's authentic. And as we discussed in his and my conversation, his influence has impacted my life dramatically. Right. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been in some of the situations that I was in last year. And I wouldn't have been there for some really important moments because I, I might have been distracted by something else. But he just has this way of captivating you and bringing you back to the moment that you're in. And that is something that I will always be tremendously grateful to Jesse for and why I think everybody needs to pay attention and look out for this album because it is something that you've heard a sneak peek, Matt. Oh, the whole thing is gold. Everything that I've heard is gold. And it's so heavy and authentic and raw, you can't help but to feel something from these stories, whether it's Jesse's passion or you're connected to the individual that the story might be about. It is super powerful. And so we will be on the lookout and we will be sure to share as soon as his album is released. Definitely. You'll be able to find it on Spotify in the usual directories, I'm sure. But he has some real power, real inspiring individuals that are working with him on this album, and I'm so excited for where we're going to find it because you are more of a music individual than myself, and, and you recognize some of the partners that he's working with to put the the Undertaker's kid together. Totally. That's why the extended intro is sort of an homage to just musicians in general. Um, and in a way, Jesse is representing, you know, he's paying homage to Undertakers in general. So I think that's a beautiful thing. And to the individuals that they touch. And just his words are so powerful. You know, the connection between human beings. And I really hope that all of you appreciated the episode today please be sure to like share retweet and be sure to follow jesse littleton and we'll have links to all of his social media channels and website until next time puff puff peace, peace.